Welcome to Great Dad Podcast, a podcast dedicated to working moms and dads who wish to improve their lives and the lives of their children. I am Hans, supply chain manager by trade, with a bachelor's of business administration and a bag full of life experiences which you cannot learn from school or any extracurricular activity. On today's episode, I will be giving you three tips three tips on how to clean up your home. Now, this may <laughs> this may sound like a daunting Herculanean task, but I assure you it is not. All you need is three tips in order to make it happen because you as a father or a, or a mother, as a parent, you have to maintain a certain order in the house. It is important that the children understand what order is because disorder, there's enough of it outside of the house. And what we want to demonstrate to the children is what order is and how we can, first of all, make it and second of all, maintain it. Now, the reason why I'm doing a podcast on cleaning up the house is for the last week, I have been, uh, I have been at home. My wife and daughter have, has been away. And there was so much time on my hands. I could dedicate it with useless things like playing video games, going outside and drink beer or any other activities that a man or or for that instance, anybody would do on their free time. Now, me being a practical guy, I don't particularly like playing video games or play or go outside and drink beer with friends, especially when I know that there's something that needs to be done. And that something is what compels me to do what I did. So, the rule number one, or the tip number one that I give to you, especially when you have a really messy place, is start doing the 80-20 principle. Um, Just to give you a quick context, what 80-20 is, Pareto, a economist from Italy, he had found out that 80% of the wealth that Italy has was owned by 20% of the population. And he would review this principle in all other aspects of life, whether it be, whether it be uh, promotions, whether it be relationships, whether it be anything. And his observations have been confirmed that 80% of our actions is used with 20% of our time. Now, how I use this to help me sort through all my junk and to make sure that I do not make a blunder is looking at the things that we have making it an overview of what there is 
and seeing what is it that we used in the last three to six months. Now, what I actually do is I set it up in three piles. The things that we use often, like almost daily, we put, toss it onto one pile. The things that we use from time to time, we put it on the second pile. And the things that we haven't used since three to six months or ever, we toss it on the last pile, on the third pile. Now, by doing this, you're actually doing a triage of sorts, seeing what has been used, what has been more or less been used, and the pile of clothes or pile of rubbish that is left are things that you haven't used at all. Now, once you have done the triage, it is very important to think about what you're gonna be doing next because this is gonna be decisive in making it a successful triage or a, oh, I can't, I can't let go of this, this is my favorite or this and that. This is where it's important to be logical. Ask yourself these questions. When you go to the pile, do you say, am I ever going to use this? Yes or no? If it's a yes, then what I do is I take one out of the pile and toss another two out. That way I am sure that I am not gonna be taking everything back in because we still have needs of these things. For instance, if we're gonna be having sweaters and we have tons of them, do we need 10, 10 sweaters? I think not. Especially when, when you are regular with, with cleaning out your clothes and such and your different styles, three would be, would be more than enough. So three, three the sweaters, so then you say, okay, I, I like this one, I like this one, and I like this one, or I like less this one, I toss it out, I toss the rest out. That way, you have already made yourself clear that you keep three articles for 10, making sure that you toss out anything else which you are sure you're not going to wear. And by making sure that you do it, you put it in a plastic bag and you put it away so that you can either donate it or give it to someone who's in need of it, uh, or you just do whatever you want with it. Uh, give it to like a uh, organization which could use it to make puppets, I don't know. Uh, but the decision is yours in the end because you are the one who's gonna be doing the house, cleaning up house, as they say. So, tip number one, doing a triage. And with a, with, during that tip, you do a triage of the most used, less used, and not even used. And by using the not even used and less and less used, then you do a triage again, going by, okay, am I going to use this, yes or no? When it's a no, then you toss it out. If it's a yes, then you can keep one, but that would mean you're gonna have to toss another two. That's what I do to make sure that I don't keep unnecessary junk in the house. So that's one, that's tip number one. Tip number two, what about the toys? Oh boy, when it comes with kids, kids can grow so attached to toys and it is very difficult for them to let go of the toys that they love to use. And this is where it's really critical to know what is your child's proclivity. When I say proclivity, I mean, 
Does your child love to play more with dolls if it's a girl? Or with, with toy cars if it's a boy? Is there like a certain preference that you observe in your child that goes automatically for one thing and leaves out the rest? There, you're able to make two choices. One, while your child is not there, you do a triage again of the things that you've seen them use more, things that you've seen them use less, and the things that you haven't seen them use at all. Then you bag it, then you prepare it, and then boom. Second option, and this is when you have children at home and you are uncertain. <laughs> and this is what I mean, uncertain. If you are a busy parent like me, it's very important to know that you don't want to toss your favorite, your child's favorite toy. That would be a war crime in their eyes, and we want to avoid that by all means. But that being said, we can set up certain rules. When you have your child over there with you, sorting out through the toys, you can see or you can say to your child, look, we are going to do a sorting out of your toys. Now, we can do it two ways. One way is that you show me all the toys that you want to keep and we throw out the rest. Or for every toy that you keep, we have to toss out two. So in that way, we are sure that we are not going to be accumulating too many toys. Now, it's very important that you have your child involved in this and encouraging him, saying, wow, that is a great job. That is a great effort. I know this is really hard. I know that this is not going to be easy for you, but I know you can do it. It takes a lot of effort, and I know you have it. And encouraging your children to clean up after their own mess. That is something that you can do with incentives. Incentives are very important. Now, to be using... Uh, to be using force or to be using any other method of uh, aggression, violence, which was, whether it be uh, psychological, physical, emotional, threats, it's not going to bode well. Yelling at your children to do something, that's already going to get your children to shut down and shut you out. Your goal is to have the children work with you because not only are you helping them clean up your, their room, but it's also a foundation for them to be able to sort through their own mess and being able to take the decision that will help them, that will make them understand the importance of this. And it's very important that they understand this because if they do not understand what's going on, then it's like almost a robbery but, uh, happening before their eyes. The importance of activities within the children, or better yet, the the active uh, active participation will be critical for the child to understand that ah, this is part of it. I've seen daddy do it. I've seen mommy do it. Well, why not? It's not that bad as it sounds or it looks. And plus, mommy and daddy are very happy when they do it, so I'm most likely be happy myself. So bring enthusiasm to it all. <laughs>
And that will be coming down to the third tip. And the third tip, which is really important in order to maintain, is to set boundaries, rules on what's going to be coming in and what's going to be going out. My trick. My trick that I use in order to make sure that I don't have a wardrobe overflowing with clothes that I'm probably not going to wear all of them is I maintain a rule for every one new article, whether it be one pair of pants or one sweater or whatever, I have to toss out two items. Two items. Now, this may seem a lot, but I'll tell you, with all the promotions, with all the sales, and everything else which is going on in our marketplace, you know, sale, sale, sale. You know, this is a really big sale going on. Come and get it. Limited time only. And we are sucked in. And we could be sucker at times. So once we, are, once we get suckered in, we have more clothes than we need. That's what I do whenever I get suckered in. For every clothes, for every one article that I get in, I toss out another two in order to keep my wardrobe fresh. And also, if there's anything which is broken, ripped, or anything which, isn't, which is fading due to heavy washing or whatever, you have a reason. You can, you can actually say to yourself, look, this is not to my, this is not to my interest. This is not making me look good. This is all faded, ripped, torn, stains, whatever. You toss it. Because there's nothing worse than having clothes, which is not only too many clothes, numerous, but also clothes that do not serve you well. Getting the clothes that serve you well is important because it'll be the representative of you representative of you outside without saying one word. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, body language is one thing, but in appearance, a clean, professional, and upright appearance communicates a million messages. A million messages. Already, just by looking at someone you see who is very well dressed, clean clothes, looks really neat, tidy, already you have all of these impressions, the neurons are just hitting it, and they go, wow, that looks like a great person, looks like he's taking care of himself, awesome job. When you see someone grubby, torn clothes, stains, looks dirty, already the neurons are also hitting hard, and boom, they're gonna go, ugh. That man or that person is dirty, unhealthy, looks like that person hasn't taken a wash for a while, and etc. So, important. Important. Though, image isn't everything. And you cannot judge a book by its cover. You have, still have to look decent, especially in today's age. Whether it be you're going to be going to the office, to a job interview, to go see friends, to meet up with a date, or to see your child's teacher. These things are going to be critical. No matter how small they are, 
they can be critical to the person who receives you, who can take you seriously or not, and also can see that, ah, this person is well-kept. I can respect this person because I know that he'll keep his attention to me as well as he has been keeping his attention to his clothes. As silly as this sounds, I assure you, respect comes in the first impressions. Okay? What happens what hap- what what happens next after that, that is up to you. If you want to be disrespectful and being a jerk or or a total uh a total nag, that is up to you, but it's not going to help you. And as a parent, you have to be also able to show this to your children and let them know that certain behaviors are not acceptable in society today. Certain behaviors, whiny behaviors and such, are not going to be acceptable, and etc. But I am going a little too far in another direction. So, (laughs) revision. I summarize. Tip number one to clean your house, your home, your everything. Is using Pareto's rule 80 20. 80% of the things you use is 20 thing, 20% of the things that you have. So set up a triage, sort the clothes out by the things that have been used often, less, and not at all. The things that have been used less and none at all, do a simple revision for every one article that is you're taking in, you toss another two out. That way, you maintain a healthy wardrobe. Looking at if there's any torn clothes, making sure that it's going to be nice and tidy, nothing that's faded, really important, as mentioned previously. Tip number two, very important that when you have your children to sort their things, have them involved involved in the process so that they understand what you mean by sorting out, by using what you need and not hoarding. (laughs) Because hoarding is something that we are guilty to a certain extent for whatever we do, but we can control it. It's not an impossible task, I assure you. I had a house full of things which we did not use at all for years. And by using the 80-20 rule, I have been able to eliminate half of what was for junk inside the house. And this junk has benefited other people, has benefited organizations who are non-profit or non-governmental organizations. So you are making a big stride towards a better community because you're giving away things that you do not need, that other people may need, whatever it is. Very important to keep this in mind when you do your sorting out. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And tip number three in order to maintain your house. Very important to have a set of guidelines that'll tell you that, look, I will buy 
or I will get a few things on the condition that I also toss out two things or one thing. For every one item coming in, two are going out. That's what I use and that has been effective in at least reducing the amount of space I use in my wardrobe and also whatever, whether it be tools, whether it be materials, uh, whether it be cups, dishes, whatever, you're able to make a lot of headway and a lot of space. And once you free yourself of these materialistic uh, attachments, you feel more freedom. When you walk through your home, you feel that, wow, I feel good to be home. And that is an important feeling that the kids have to see too, because they will adopt. They will adopt what they see. If they see you maintaining, sorting, preparing, giving, they will do what they see because that is what children do best. Like little monkeys. Monkey see, monkey do. And it's very important that we, as parents, guardians, whoever, when we are doing these actions, we doing it, we are doing it with the intention of maintaining balance and order. Because if there's one thing that children need most above everything else is balance and order. Because at least they know that here is a place of harmony. Here is a place of of order and that they have the power to maintain it. Dysfunctional order, dysfunctional chaos or dysfunctional order, dysfunctional uh, uh, maintenance is going to be making only things worse. So this is very important to keep this in mind. I am so happy that you have been listening in today. There's going to be many more topics that will be coming up soon. And I am excited to continue on with my my project with Reiki book that I'm actually doing right now, along with the different testimonials of my clients that I have done so far. And I am excited to share this all with you. Until then, I wish you all a very pleasant day. Thank you and goodbye.